rest for my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Wednesday to you. Episode number 229, and we are closing in on Training Camp 2017. And as we found out yesterday, it's the final training camp in Mankato. Not sure it was a surprise to anyone. The writing was on the wall when we had that tour at the TCO Performance Center a couple months back. COO Kevin Warren didn't exactly convince anybody that the Vikings were going to return to Mankato when prodded about the status of the Vikings' contract with Mankato. You knew the Vikings wanted to expedite that process because the logistics of moving down to Mankato are really, really tough. They've got to move lifting equipment. Heavy, heavy stuff that takes multiple men to, to lift and load. They've got to figure out housing and, and equipment for 90 different guys, and those are just the players. They've got dozens of assistants they have to get down there. Double-digit coaches, front office people. And frankly, training camp has been reduced so much from a previous time when you might be down there a month to now where you're there about two weeks. And then you got to move it all back up north. But all that being said, there are plenty of endearing parts about Mankato that a lot of people will miss. Mankato felt non-corporate. It got the Vikings out of their big city, buttoned-up, tight-lipped environment and put them in, not calling Mankato rural, but, but a slightly less urbanized area where the community felt more intimate. The fans got to get a little closer. It was like everybody was in it together. The Vikings were making the road trip to Mankato, so I, the fan, am making the road trip to Mankato. And there was almost this mutual understanding that this is kind of a novel experience. And as a player, I think I would be terrified to make that first trip. You you go down there, you know what's in store. Big-time heat, two-day practices, immense pressure to perform. And if you're young... Not a whole lot of knowledge or history to fall back on. But when you roll up to the dormitory and you see fans lining the street, grown men dressed in Helga horns, you see jerseys of every different player, little kids swarming fences just to get a glimpse of a star player or sticking pens out trying to get an autograph, chanting the names of the big stars on the team. That would put my heart at ease if I was a player going into that and seeing the love. That would be an uplifting experience. And it's that way every day of camp. 
The passion of Vikings fans is never more on display than it is in Mankato. You know, for a lot of working class people, Mankato might be the closest you get to live football. Maybe a lot of families aren't going to shell out the money to bring four people, a couple kids to U.S. Bank Stadium. But Mankato has always been accessible to the fans. Thousands of people show up and watch practice, and frankly, that shocks me. Because the practices are not that interesting. Half the time, the Vikings are practicing on a field far away from the bleachers. Very hard to pick up any type of intricacies. And there's usually only a handful of drills where you're going 11 on 11 and you're actually playing semi-live football. Still no tackling. But people keep showing up. And I applaud Vikings fans for that. And the pilgrimage was part of the fun. I'm curious to see how that will translate to Egan. Maybe everyone still goes. Maybe because it's new, it's closer to the city. Maybe it'll increase attendance. Maybe people will be more motivated who live outside of the city to go toward the city. Then you can actually have maybe a little vacation. You see training camp, do some of the touristy things in Minneapolis. Great time of year for it. Hit up some hiking trails. Go downtown, go to a Twins game or something. Maybe it will increase attendance. But very much like the Metrodome, which certainly wasn't the best facility in the world, neither is Mankato for the Vikings' purposes, it's endearing. It's not perfect, but it's ours. And the Vikings have owned it for 52 years as their training camp home. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash You've got the iconic restaurants that everybody goes to. After any morning walkthrough, you can count on going to one of those restaurants uh, down Stadium Drive and walk into Jake's Pizza, go over to Matt Khalil's place, Pyology, even the Jimmy John's in that strip, and you're going to see Vikings jerseys everywhere. Same thing at the dinner hour. Happy hours abounding with Vikings jerseys, Helga horns, kids running around with their signed footballs. It's a cool vibe. Hotels packed with Vikings fans. They get up in the morning, they get their continental breakfast, they walk down to the facility, they watch morning walkthrough. And that's another baffler for me. Morning walkthrough is possibly the most boring hour of football that you can watch. And yet fans still show up and they soak it in. Credit to all of them. I'm not sure any of the players really like the dorm vibe in Mankato. It's far from plush. It's far from comfortable. Probably a little claustrophobic. Meeting space, not always convenient. Sometimes it rains and you're stuck in a gymnasium. Not convenient. That Mankato heat, a little more intense than Minneapolis, not convenient. There's not a lot about Mankato that's convenient. And because of that, Because you get stuck with a roommate sometimes in your dorm room, builds a little camaraderie. If everybody's in it together, there's some bonding that goes on. You don't get to go home. 
you don't get to kick back after that afternoon practice and lay in your own easy chair. Maybe it sounds a little too collegiate, maybe too much like high school, but I think there is a team-building aspect of Mankato that the Vikings have always thrived with. And I was saying it yesterday on one of our staff podcasts, zonecoverage.com, some of the best stories came out from those teams in the 90s where they were there for much longer. Training camp was like a month long. They were practicing harder and longer. Much worse than today, which is super regulated due to the CBA. But the stories that you hear are sometimes stranger than fiction. And there's a story There's a story that's been circulated about how Keith Millard and Monty Kiffin staged a fight where it culminated with Millard shoving a dummy of Kiffin off a roof, trying to fool the players into thinking he'd actually shoved the real Kiffin off the roof. You know, there's some there's some stories of hazing, and hazing's not always great, but some of the games they would play with the rookies are, are entertaining. And the mischief that these guys would get into in Mankato, they had to find something to do in a month away from home, in a month in this new community. And it's great if you talk to Vikings alumni and hear what they have to say about Mankato. And I guarantee over the course of the next three weeks, you're going to hear a lot of those stories if you're following Vikings training camp. I can tell you that. But there is still one more year of it, and the Vikings will be commemorating Mankato on August 5th. Prior to their night practice, which they do every year, they'll have Vikings alumni there. They'll have plenty of giveaways to fans this year, commemorating the final year in Mankato. And to the community, my sympathies, this was your calling card. Vikings training camp. Every year, late July, early August, that really made Mankato a focal point in Vikings country. And they'll always have that distinction, but to lose it to a more corporate, maybe a less accessible place in Egan, it's a little bit sad. And it'll be best for the players, it'll be best for the team, and maybe it'll be best for the fans as well. Not sure how the Egan logistics will work, but Mankato will have a a very a very sincere place in a lot of players and fans' hearts, I believe, and hopefully we can hear from Sage Rosenfels next time he's on about some of his favorite Mankato memories. Thanks a lot for listening today, back on Friday, and next week, we're back to daily shows, the hiatus coming to an end. I'm Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom. Thanks for listening. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst list.